and there's quite a lot of uh, very interesting is in quietening thought, but actually what's uh, recommended is is skillful thought recollection, which is a deliberate thought, simple thoughts maybe, simple thoughts that touch the heart, touch, point us back to refuge, because thinking is the simplest, most uh, way we can create skillful karma. It's a sankara, it's an intentional activity, and it's, you can always think. <laughs> but now you're thinking very, you know, instead of the compulsive tumble into thinking, instead of, you know, tumbleweed thinking or avalanche thinking, it's a lifting thought onto Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. You're just enchanting those words and thinking, what does it mean to form a thought, Buddha? And then awakening. Awakening to this. Awakening to this. So you can use that almost like a mantra. Whatever you're experiencing, awakening to this. Yeah. Even if we just even remember something like uh, don't identify, doesn't mean you can do it, but at least you get the the, <laughs> the angle on it. Uh, awakening to this. Mm. So often we want to get away from this. Yeah. Or we want to make this change into that. Hurry up and make it work. You know, pump out the meta knock up, you know, rack up the jhanas, one, two, three, four. Hurry up, hurry up and get peaceful. Awakening to the hurry up. Mm. What does that mean? Feel it in your body, the mood, the push of it, the swirling of it. Mm. Take a long breath. Mm. Awakening to this. the feel of it, the push of it. Scrambling of it, or the slumping of it, or the jittering of it, awakening to this. How do you, how do you get out of this? How do you get out of this? You get out of it by being really in it, or with it. And with it, in terms of, particularly in terms of body, the piece we forget. And not uh, trying to change it into something. Just being with it, letting it express itself. And and just keeping that, that balance. You know, keep your eyes open. If it gets very overwhelming, flooding, dulling, you know, using support, walking, sitting, standing, 
opening your eyes, reciting a word, that which just helps to lift the mind with a skillful thought, lifting it and then placing it. Practice, this is Dhamma, the way, the way, the Dhamma is the way, it's not really a, a thing, it's a way. We're practicing Dhamma, we're practicing the way, immediate, timeless, immediate. And most of our attempts to find uh, answers or resolutions are time-bound. You know, thinking about how can I make it work in the future, that problem to get done by the end of the week or all those things from the past that are still haunting or worrying us you come to the immediate condition for that immediate condition for it that's the that's the way the way out is the immediate condition which is what's the immediate condition mm. any given time so feeling, you know, the kind of deflated feeling or the agitated feeling. It's not just a mood, it's a whole tonality in your chitta, in your body mind, your embodied mind. Mm. So we attend to that. This is Dhamma way out doesn't mean that's the only thing you need to do but this is what's offered for the meditator if you tackle that you're probably going to find that you suddenly see your predicament in a different light and there's clarity Just realizing sometimes just how, how much standard low-level anxiety there is about the future. You know, when you think about what should we do about this and that and fix that and get it done, you come back to the, the basic condition, anxiety, not comfort, ease, everything's fine, but always something needs to be fixed. Mm. That's the support condition of anxiety. Yeah. And it's 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 a uh, dukkha, all right. Breathing in, breathing out is what you have. Find what you have, really what supports. Let that come into fullness. May that clear. May that give enough support to really help you to see or review the uncertain, the future, the unknowing, the ongoing problem of life. With less uh, panic, less stuck in it.
taking refuge in sangha, recollecting sangha, those who practice well, with integrity, getting to the point. We'll get to the point of the way out of suffering. <coughs> the importance of this is uh, because the way into suffering is to, when you take things, identify, you take things personally, you identify you're on your own. You feel you're on your own. It's, it's, it's I'm the only one who's got this problem with my house or my dog or my car or my job, you know. So alone. And how that amplifies the suffering. Mind on it, on it that sense of being on one's own is, is for humans, is a, a source of, of panic. Mm. Fluster. That's the orphan. <coughs> and, uh, you know, of course, every instance has its specific uniqueness. So, yeah, in a way, we are on our own on one level, but then it's coming back to. We all experience that sense of being on our own <laughs> at times. <laughs> it's what we have in common. <laughs> mm. This is what we have in common. When it gets difficult, we feel, oh, I need some help, I need some support. Mm. We all have that. Mm. This is where we are, you know, brothers and sisters in this. sense of sangha, you know, the collective. Why we uh, so often practice, uh, recommending practice, have some time, at least the check-in time, when everybody's together. Accepting the kind of disturbances that can, can arise with other people moving around or whatever. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, you don't have to be there all the time, but just some sense which is accepting the presence of others. Uh, and for the reflection on, on Sangha. So this is, uh, as a recollection, this is really not about, uh, uh, you know, teachers or 
which have another source of inspiration for us, you know, particularly individuals, and we can light those candles as well. But essentially, it's, uh, you know, the relatedness of that, that you're part of it, not that it's something that's above you or separate from you, but that you're, you're taking refuge in Sangha. So you're, you are in it, you're part of it. Mm. And we look at the uh, the support of that is that you're in the field. It's called the field of blessings. Mm. We know and we recognise and we can recollect. And often we can even talk to, find you know people who you know are on the same wavelength or kind of oh yeah you know that's 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 about faith. That's about energy, yeah, that's what mindfulness is. Actually, you can speak the language. And uh, yeah, it, life is like this, isn't it? And there is that. People are telling the truth. And just having that, just being able to be heard and talked, you know, by, and received, this is the, um, the manifest blessing of Sangha. And that, that quality is, is refuge quality and one is indeed even more blessed if there's you know being people who can point the way out but at least a sense of uh, uh, you know life is like this we're in it together and then you pick that up a recollection it helps to start to consider other people consider relationship consider how one is with others begin to find that quality of, of empathy which is so uh, conducive so supportive
Mm-hmm. Taking it into right down to the your simple breathing. How when you breathe out, breathe in, you're really sharing the same air. You know, what do we breathe out into? Something around us. Body really is is not alone. It can never be independent. Then you say the sense of that kind of introversion and uh, unnecessary boundary when is that boundary not needed you can breathe out and you can draw in reflection the sense of following the breathing as a healthy way to to open one's boundary safely be part of what's this life with its mysteries
So just then invite people who'd like to do some standing. Standing, this uh, sensing, you know, just by doing that, you're sensing your body in a different way, isn't it? Energy, just the movement, standing up, energy changes, felt sense of your body changes. And uh, encouraging that uh, to take more, bring your attention down into your feet. So lengthening your body image, felt body image. Connecting to the ground. Opening the soles of your feet. So the foot, rather than just being a kind of stump on the end of your leg, becomes more like a, you feel the length of the foot, the flexing of it, the the hand-like quality of a foot of your feet. softening the knees so you get the sense of there's a, a certain spring springy potential which is pleasant so not rigid uh, pleasant gives us a sense of uh, flexibility and yet we're grounded that, that, that itself that felt sense is very uh, Good one, helpful one to to uh, amplify, to bring attention to grounded, and yet it's also you know riveted. <laughs> you know, it's flex. The upright sense, you know, turning your tail under, drawing the finger of awareness up your spine. Slightly pushing in the lower back to allow that, just drawing your lower back in, 
shifts the way your chest, your rib cage sits on your spine, helps the uh, shoulders to open, the chest to open, and moving up the back, gently, um, mentally pushing in between the shoulder blades. The felt sense of the uh, open chest with that support behind. Mm. A conscious awareness to let your shoulders descend, drop as far as they can lengthening your arms, bringing the wave from the sides of your chest. It's more like the feeling of it, you don't have to hold them out, just the feeling of their their relaxing around you. You They have a rotundity to your form, like a barrel or a tube. I'm contemplating the sides of it. So we get we're not just a, a two-dimensional. Filling out. So, filling out, letting the breath body establish itself from the lower, lower belly, lower gut, through the balloon of the abdomen, and the great uh, barrel of the chest, sense of an inner quality, a felt sense, an inner uh, presence Come back to the 
um, area between your sh- between your shoulder blades in your back those the uh, inner edges of the shoulder blades that is the edges of the shoulder blades that run uh, parallel to the spine imagine them turning sense of just slightly turning in your shoulders letting your chest be more receptive what's in front of me is benevolent and slightly sensing that quality in front of your chest and turning your shoulders shoulder blades Bring your attention into your arms, specifically the under side of the arm. So relaxing the biceps on top of the arm and coming to the under uh, muscles under the arm, the triceps, and down to the elbow. Tracing the line underside of the arm, down to the elbow, and then from the elbow down to the wrist, into the hands. You feel, you fill all that with awareness, be aware of that line from your shoulders down to your fingers. As if you're breathing through that, down that line, into your hands. So then just to, to close this, so with a sense of turning in your shoulders, let your hands come towards each other. So they're going to just, just about, just about meet in front of you, maybe the fingertips or thumb tips. So feeling of a a container of that.
So this is a framing, framing your body in a way that's not constrictive. I thought the clenched muscles, defending muscles, it's a kind of like a protecting frame or a stabilizing frame. So letting your hands come back towards your body or touching or nearly touching your body and feeling the movement of your of your body as you breathe in and out, the abdomen swelling towards the hands and then falling back. A feeling of connection there. You're forming a a boundary which is not tense or tight, but uh, (coughs) supportive. So you can either continue standing or return to the sitting position in your own time. 